Srila Guru Maharaj, when he uh, wrote uh, Nikila Bhuvana Maya, Chinavishimapati, Viguru Bhavala Mirjamuti Mohan Sadati, Sitivedi Raga, Radhe Sudani, Dila Sikuhri Nityam Bhakti Sudantavani. When he, this particular sloka, we know Srila Guru Maharaj wrote many, and uh, this was written after uh, the disappearance of Srila Saraswati Thakur. But Srila Guru Maharaj said that uh, if he could hear this, he said, I think he would be happy and realize that he's been captured in a cage of poetry. And he said, like, the royal Bengal tiger. That sometimes they show the tiger in a cage and everyone, you know, this royal being. And everyone comes and looks in astonishment. They said, in a cage of poetry, Guru Maharaj captured Srila Saraswati Thakur. He's very mysterious person to understand. Like, I remember Prabhupada uh, Swami when we were uh, young devotees, him saying that compensating, like if there was something lacking on his part, as if there could be said, then your grandfather, he will care for you. And Gurudev liked this when he heard that. And it's a little perplexing because generally he's this figure that doesn't appear to be so inviting. Gurumar said he had the sweetness of Vrindavan within and it could only be detected within. Outwardly he was in the form of a devastator, like that Nikila Bhuvanamaya Chinavikshinakarti. The sloka Gurumar says, He's dropping an atom bomb on the karmis, an atom bomb on the gyanis. That's He's devastating the whole mayak domain in the first two parts. Then you think, all right, that fierce, devastating personality. But in the third part, that he's making, uh, in his words, slackening the... Uh, with Ragamar, he's giving everyone entrance at the same time. So he's devastating karma and gyan. That's the Bhuvanamai. That's the world of Maya. It's karma and gyan. And renunciation, we've also been cautioned against. Right? That's a subset of gyan. But he's at the same time making it easy for everyone to be given entrance into that divine domain. As we know, Srila Guru Maharaj was a strict Bhattacharya Brahmin and he had his Brahminical ways and some things uh, were upsetting to him in principle. So when Saraswati Tagore once said uh, about his attempt to spread Mahaprabhu's teachings and said, well, we'll have a in London, a youth hostel, and for the non-vegetarians, we'll arrange a non-vegetarian kitchen to accommodate them. And Guru Maharaj was shocked 
to hear this and said that I think that the end result of that is our men will be contaminated, we'll introduce contamination into the mud. And he said, Sarasati Thakur spoke to him and his words was like a thunderbolt striking his heart. He said, oh you don't know, I decided this 10,000 years ago. He said, we have to employ Vaikuntha Vritti. What does Vaikuntha means? In this sense, generous to the extreme, infinitely liberal and accommodating, Vaikuntha Vritti. There won't be any type of uh, restricting measurement. So, sometimes Guru Maharaj would say that he said, many things, or mostly, the statements of our Guru Mars were revolutionary. And like we're taking Maha Mantra and maybe think, the line Guru Mars wrote, Kripaya Harikirtana Murti Dharam. He is the Harikirtan Murti. But who is the Harikirtan Murti, Guru Mars said, he didn't sing during the kirtans and he didn't dance. <laughs> so much, when he was a child, they took a picture where the children were supposed to be like a choir singing. And so they sang and then he, the, the teacher came and said, if you could at least just open your mouth and pretend like you're, <laughs> so we can take the picture. So, and we see the pictures of Saraswati Thakur and all the Madanga players and the singers around him. So, he's the Hari Kirtan Murti, but he's not singing and he's not dancing. When I asked Guru Maharaj about that one, he said, Prabhupada? He said, inconceivable. Because I said, did he sit down sometime? Inconceivable. <laughs> but, then he said, that said, he said, his every gesture was dance and everything he ever said was kirtan. He only spoke kirtan and all of his movements were dance, were very beautiful. And you can see in the poetry of Srila Guru Maharaj how much love and affection he has by the type of the intensity of the description. He's describing his toenails is radiating uh, spiritual effulgence and the, you know, atikomala, kanchanadhirga, tanum, tanunindita hema, mrinalama, madanarbhuta bandita, chandrapadam. They're mad to see his, the beauty of his divine form, his arms, his neck, uh, sati, charan, Babu, the friend of Guru Maharaj, disciple Saraswati Thakur and uh, patron of Gaudiamat, he recalls, he's one of the first people to ever meet Saraswati Thakur when he was still living in Mayapur. We know, we hear Keshava Maharaj there, his sister making luchi for Saraswati Thakur. They're leaving a little prasad for him. And he recalls meeting him and that's the beginning of his coming out after chanting the 10 million Krishna Nam. One month, 10 million Krishna Nam. He decides, he gets some inspiration that he should start extending 
that he'll extend Bhaktivinoda Thakur's conception. Because, what I'm saying is, you know, we, like the sloka, the Gurudam, Granthadam, Gauradam, Namadam, Bhaktidam, Gurudam, Mandi, Bhaktivinoda Thakur. We'll say Bhaktivinoda Thakur gave everything. But without Saraswati Thakur, we don't have Bhaktivinoda Thakur. He would be here, he would have written what he's everything, but we wouldn't know about it. No one would know about it. No one would have connection with Bhaktivinoda Thakur if not for Saraswati Thakur. And in the Biraha song, Srila Gurumar is saying that it's the wealth of Bhaktivinoda Thakur that brought Saraswati Thakur down into this plane. So that when the, what did he say, the golden, what is it? Chakora Chandra, the golden moon of Mahaprabhu sets in Puri in the mountain, Nilachala, and then from that place Saraswati Thakur appears. Because there's a mystical reference in the ancient literature that's saying the, uh, how does it say? That the deliverance or the mercy of deliverance or, will come from Puri. You know, the whole world will be, and so it's generally taken, but it's generally taken to indicate Jagannath, and Jagannath Prasad, and, but it can also be interpreted to mean Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. If he had appeared any nearer, he would have been born on the altar. <laughs> you know, to underscore the point. <laughs> And he, as Gurmar said, he, so Mahaprabhu appears in Navadip and then he, he leaves in Puri, Saraswati Thakur comes out of Puri and leaves in Navadip. Anyway, that's Sakya Charan, he's one of the first people to interact with him. He said that Saraswati Thakur would be so intense in his preaching, he'd be pounding the table, he said, as if he was trying to forcibly make us taste some nectarine substance that we couldn't fully comprehend. And while doing that, his face was becoming flush, so it was like pink, white, pink, white, pink, white, and, and looking like uh, the, what is it, the Kubalaya, the lotus flower. And Gurumar said, then we understood when he was in that, when he'd be intense like that, what is the pink blush of a lotus? So there, but, so he's so intense, but at the same time, those who have the eyes to see, they're seeing sweetness. Just like he says, and the Utunga Sofrida Vrishesha Vrishat Pragalbam. Rupa Goswami saying, Lalita Saki is Pragalba, this kind of. Uh, Gurumar's called it haughtiness, but it can also be interpreted as boldness. That Rupa Goswami is saying, it's so sweet. We're not thinking this is something off-putting or unbecoming to such a divine personality, but rather it's, it's at the heart of it is very intense love and affection. And that's why in those, also in the verses Gurumar's is saying, um, What's the line regarding more affection than a loving father? 
Vatsalya Snigdapadam, Janakadika Vatsalya Snigdapadam. Again, he keeps revisiting this. So he's like, he's very he's telling you that he's revealing that uh, the relationship between man and woman is a colossal hoax. Friendship is deception. Yeah. All of this, and at the same time, he's more affectionate than your father because he's bringing you in connection with the you know, upper world, that plane that he descended from which is ruled by love and affection, mercy over justice, by Kunta Vritti, uh, etc. When, when in Vrindavan, when Guru Maharaj was there and the people revered one Ramdas Babaji, who's taking three lakhs of Krishna Nam every day, reading Goswami Grunt, perfect, following Vaishnava Sadachar, everything. He's reputed to be a Siddha Mahatma, a Siddha Purush of the highest order. And Saraswati Thakur, we know that after circumambulating the whole of Vrindavan, he said, I couldn't find a single Vaishnava. Mm -hmm. It's reminiscent of when Mahaprabhu goes all over South India, which is supposed to be the most religious part of India. He tells, <laughs> Ramananda, I couldn't find anybody like you. Because <laughs> it's a particular quality. So he's saying, I couldn't find a single Vaishnava, I'm so unfortunate. And devotees are saying, Vrindavan, everyone is a Vaishnava. Everyone yeah. here is a, the grass, we don't know, Guru Mahars, what are you saying? You know. And then they're thinking, who can they offer up as an example? So they say, well, what about Ramdas Babaji? Three lakhs of Krishna Nam every day, perfect Vaishnava Sadachar, reading the works of Rupa and Sanatana. He's foaming at the mouth if he hears the name of Krishna. And Saraswati Thakur, yeah, he is an infant class Vaishnava, Kanishta Adhikari. He's, he's a practitioner. He's going on with the stereotypical practices that are recommended to practitioners. And Guru Maharaj, admits this was not easy to accept. Again, saying his, his, what he said was mostly revolutionary. This, it contradicted what you saw. We always hear this example, if the guru says it's a rope, a snake is a rope, it's a snake. A rope is a snake, a snake is a rope, etc. That's easy if he's saying that a rope is a snake, to play along with that. If he's saying that a snake is a rope, that'll be more of a test. <laughs> so, here, Saraswati Thakur, what appears to be the perfect example of someone who is a uh, Vaishnava and, and of the highest order, he's saying he's in the lowest position. So even Srila Guru Maharaj said, this is very hard to accept. And he later was observing him and he saw that uh, anyway it's different I'm not going to go into the details but he saw a few things that uh, he noted inside that appeared to be disqualifications especially we're told near Matsarya Excuse me. He couldn't tolerate someone else was being glorified. 
So Guru Maharaj said then, and I would look at him and I would look at my Guru Maharaj in my mind's eye and I would look again at him and I would look at my Guru Maharaj. And he said, and I came to this conclusion. This gentleman, by his practices, he's trying to ascend, to go higher. He said, but our Guru Maharaj and Bhaktivinoda Thakur, they descended from that plane that is the object of his achievement. They descended from there to distribute something. Vaisvila Guru Maharaj said, the Guru is to be seen as Nitya Siddha, to draw the maximum amount of Shraddha or faith from the disciple, to be seen as Nitya Siddha, who is descended from that plane. But in the case of Saraswati Thakur, or with regard to Bhaktivinoda Thakur, when I asked Guru Maharaj that with all the wealth of the books of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and it all is generated in such a uh, um, concentrated period of time uh, and I said but, and we don't see that it's the wealth of his guru we understand his guru connection is formal so I said you say normally you have to have connection with a substantial Vaishnava and just for the sake of argument but you know Thakur is not connected to someone substantial and Guru Maharaj said when I said so you say we always have to have that connection he said that is for the devotees in general. <laughs> and he said, yes, when you see the wealth of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, then you must conclude he's not a practitioner. He didn't get this wealth in this lifetime. But he descended with this wealth to distribute that. That's the difference. They're not practitioners. Guru said, Rupa Goswami, uh, Sanatan Goswami, they don't do archan. Mm. We say, oh, they have Rupa, Radha Govinda and Madan Mohan. He said, what they do, that is not archan, it is bhajan, direct seva. Otherwise, how can Sanatan Goswami argue with Madan Mohan? Mm. That is an archan, that is not a part of archan, how to argue with the deity. Mm. <laughs> 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 so, Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, it's inconceivable that we're in, in the place of Bhaktivinoda Thakur Srila Saraswati Thakur Srila Saraswati Thakur he really as Bhaktivinoda Thakur gave the cartography of Navadvip Dham like Guru said like when you go over in an airport and you see the layout and he's telling us where what to see Upanayam, we can't, we don't have the eyes to see that. Mm. Remember, sometimes, some of the places don't have a structure, yeah. right? And like that one field where the rain, the rain came for the kirtan, I forget the name, I know you know. Yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah. But, by the mercy of uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, we can understand, he can see what we cannot see. Yes. <laughs> that is my point. We're used to find, oh, there's always a temple, a marker. But there weren't any temples or markers before yeah. Bhaktivinoda Thakur. No, no. So, in Saraswati Thakur, in his enthusiasm, always to serve Bhaktivinoda Thakur and the vision of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he said that he wanted to uh, decorate, reveal the whole dam, but and and make temples with jewels and gold and 
and he would become very excited and almost mad in describing what he, how he was going to make temples uh, to glorify Mahaprabhu out of jewels and gold and silver and all the finest things. And the devotees think, how will all this be paid for? He said, I will take, out of, in the spiritual world, from a Vaikuntha temple, I'll take one brick from there, and that because Chintamani, Vaikuntya, Priti, Vyadi, Sakala, Chinmoy, it's a Chinmoy brick, so I'm going to take one Chinmoy brick from a Vaikuntha temple, and that will more than cover the cost of this project. Dr. said, madly, sometimes he is expressing these things. And we know when he uh, wanted to uh, build the flagship mat, the Bag Bazar Mat, and he wanted, what was it? Uh, he originally at, uh, wanted like a lakh of pie, paisa, right, or pie, whatever the pronunciation. And what is his name? Jagabandhu. Mm. Right? Jagabandhu Bhakti Ranjan. Yeah. Uh, he gave what, three lakhs of rupees and all the devotees are happy. And Prabhupada, you wanted one lakh of pipes, but Jagabandhu Prabhu, he's given three lakhs of rupees and everyone is happy. But Saraswati Thakur was not happy. Oh, what, what I wanted, that hasn't been given. But he gave three times more than what you asked for. He said, no, what I wanted was that a hundred thousand men would get the sukriti of donating. If they would, do a hundred thousand men would each give a rupee, then then I'll be happy. But now one man, he's taken all of that for himself. <laughs> so, always, you cannot you cannot uh, force fit a stereotype on Srila Saraswati Thakur even including when Guru Maharaj told uh, after the pilgrimage of Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Srila Saraswati Thakur Bhaktivinoda Thakur had said that you know, Kurukshetra is the place for bhajan and again the first devotees will think oh Kurukshetra, Bhagavad Gita oh, where Krishna spoke Bhagavad Gita to Arjuna no not in that way but after a hundred years of separation, separa separation reached its zenith, and Srimati Radharani and the Braja Gopis and Nanda Yashoda, everyone, they meet Krishna as a Dwarka king comes, mm -hmm. and they meet there after one hundred years of separation. And he said, at that point, separation reaches its zenith. And Guru Maharaj, his uh, aphoristic saying that service according to the intensity of its necessity draws remuneration. So Bhakti Vinod Thakur identified here, Radharani is, her necessity is at, at its greatest. So if I can enter that plane and render some service there, Never will I return to this world again. This, the remuneration is so great, Mahabhav. So that led Saraswati Thakur to say on the Brajamandal Parikrama, and he said that <coughs> matter of fact, he said, we all know Brindavan is for 
uh, shallow thinkers, for hollow men. And Guru Maharaj said, I, it was as if I fell out of the top of the tree. <laughs> like, again, Guru Maharaj is telling you, we're t we take it for granted because we've heard this many times now. But Guru Maharaj is saying, it was a shock to hear these things. It required you, like Guru Maharaj is saying, die to live. You had to die as you were if you're going to live in the plane of Saraswati Thakur's conception. Always take refine, refining it, taking it deeper, like Ramananda Sambhad. Age Kahoar, Gromars translates as dive deep into reality. That's what is Age Kahoar. Dive deep, can you go further, can you go deeper? Not Saraswati Thakur. It's interesting, this Bilapakusamanjali. Others, they'll take some other slokas from there and, and try and make some trade with that, more or less. Something very confident. You see, what are the slokas Gurmars represented? Sir, they're very, very, uh, um, like, uh, like a laser focus on service. So that the, particularly, what we mentioned yesterday or the day before, Ashavare this sloka, which is expressing a service aspiration, Gurumar said that although Saraswati Thakur, if in hearing Kirtan, or any, if some emotion came to him, he very uh, strictly suppressed that. Still, sometimes in chanting this sloka with his intimate circle, he would cry uncontrollably. That's inconceivable. But he said, he would cry uncontrollably singing this sloka, which is the serv Radha Dasyam, service aspiration of the Holy Lotus Feet of Srimati Radharani. And he said also, otherwise when he was chanting, he said, his face became like that of a phantom. And, and, and he gave this example, he said, like, at that point he said he was fully pumped, like a football. Like we've all, whatever football means to you, if you've ever seen one that's fully, like where they're just almost like ready to burst, like fully pumped. And he said, now he was in his home. When he would enter that domain, when he would start talking about Srimati Radharani, he was in his home, in the house of his mistress. And he would lose himself. He would lose his existence in speaking uh, about her. And Guru Maharaj said that all of his lectures, wherever they started, they had a tendency to end there with Radha Dasam. So, and Dilasitu Hridi Nityam Bhakti Siddhanta Bani, this, his voice, you know, uh, you say vibrating in the hearts of his disciples is why we're uh, sitting here today in the case of Srila Swami Maharaj he heard that voice that took him to America again the worldwide Krishna consciousness movement Guru Maharaj his natural tendency is toward Nirjan Bhajan and he's qualified to do that but he said I know my Guru Maharaj doesn't approve of that 
he's saying. It's my tendency, but he doesn't approve of it. What he approves of is kirtan. And that means preaching. Right? As he said, kirtan means a fight. Fighting with Maya. The Krishna conception, fighting against the Mayak misconception. Right? When we offered search for Sri Krishna to Srila Guru Maharaj, and then this one picture of Saraswati Thakur, the famous picture, uh, showing the yogi, the jnani, the bhakta, everything. And, and I, was, I put a caption based on what Guru Maharaj said. And it said, you know, he declared totalitarian war against Maya, including all other existing conceptions of religion. And I was wondering if maybe that was uh, too much or too bold to put as a caption for his picture. And when Guru Maharaj saw that, we were showing him each page of the book and describing what he was there, he started to smile. And at that point, it was around midway through the book, he said, if you didn't put anything else, he would be properly, fully described. He was very happy about that. <laughs> so, anyway, Guru Maharaj, knowing that Saraswati Thakur would not approve of Nirjan Bhajan, came here uh, and he said, humbly, modestly began the Sri Chaitanya Saraswat Mat and said, I'm not going to aggressively canvas men, money, and like that. But, in, as in his own words, he said, we preferred to give something high in a small group. He said, I'm not going to turn people away. When people came later, ourselves included, uh, and some people were trying to tell Guru Maharaj he should not preach to the Western side. He said, my Guru Maharaj wanted me to go to the Western world right? uh, and preach Krishna consciousness. And I couldn't. He said, now the West is at my door. What, should I keep it locked? And sometimes he would joke. He'd say, Mohammed could not go to the mountains. So the mountain came to Mohammed. And... Really, Guru Maharaj said that the wealth, the treasury of Saraswati Thakur was stored in him. And, and, it, and he was meant to give that out in the English language. And it happened in his final days. I was telling Maharaj earlier. Prapanajiva Namritam was compiled by 1941. And after that, Guru Maharaj wrote some different things. But another 40 years of this internal dialogue right, creating subjective evolution of consciousness golden volcano, divine lava uh, you know, reality of the beautiful so, so many things His, uh, Gayatri uh, explanation in terms of Radha Dasyam the Prema Dhamma Deva Stotram just generating divine substance and it came, the wealth, he said that Saraswati Thakur deposited with him, it came out, that service was extracted from him in his final days. So, um, we're very fortunate that Saraswati Thakur would not allow his disciples to escape <laughs> his divine wishes and desires. He infused in them such an intense, uh, uh, spirit of distribution. That's why he's uh, the Hari Kirtan Murti. His, that Kirtan 
uh, is his uh, Krishna conception uh, defeating the Maya misconception. And he established so many moths, Gaudiya moths, and say which stands for the dignity of the human race. When the British, they said, really, if you see what they're preaching, they're preaching slavery. This Das, Krishna Das, Jivay Swarupai Krishna Nitya Krishna Das. And Guru Maharaj said, what they don't understand is that the dignity of being the slave of Krishna. He said that at that time Gandhi needed an assistant and the biggest men in India were volunteering for the position to be the servant, assistant, whatever you want to call it, of Mahatma Gandhi. Not ordinary people, the, the wealthiest men, the most educated, they wanted because they're thinking, he's so great, if we can have any connection with him, our, our position will be improved. So Guru Maharaj said, if they can think that about Mahatma Gandhi, then what to speak of the supreme entity? And what should be our relationship with him? He said, we are the happy, dancing slaves of Krishna. We're proud to be Krishna's slaves. Krishna Das. Das means slave. Dasi means slave girl. Right? We worship the slaves of Krishna. But you think that being, being the slave of your senses is to be king, to be master of something. And you think that to be the slave of the supreme entity is a loss of dignity and a degradation, a, a degrading position. But it's the highest position become the slave of Krishna. So boldly we accept that position. We, can, we consider that our aspiration. And not only directly the slave of Krishna is too much. Right? What is that slogan? Tadbritti Britta, Paricharaka Britti Britta, and Tadasana. Not Dasana. Gopi Bhartur Padakamaleo Dasa Dasanu Dasa. So Guru said, be the slave of the slave of the not even directly the slave. That would be too that's too high. Like Das Goswami saying, Sakaya me mama namostu namostu nityam, dashayate mama rasastu rasastu satyam. The intimacy with Krishna, that's unthinkable. Right? Our target is on, in the and to the least service. Saraswati Thakur saying, Dashoshmi, when so many disciples are coming before him, Dashoshmi, I'm your servant. What is this other? Vipada, Udaran, Bandugan, you're all my saviors. You've come to save me from the danger of this world. He's calling his disciples Prabhu. Mm. And Radha Kun, they oh no, you can't, there's Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, Advaita Prabhu, not to call Prabhu, that is, uh, you cannot do that. Guru can be called Prabhu. Yes, Saraswati Thakur sees his disciples as Vaibhav of Bhaktivinoda, of Gorkishore, as Babaji Maharaj. So he's saying, so and so, Prabhu. He's calling his disciple Prabhu. Yes, Prabhu is reserved for Guru. A Mahabhagavata Guru, he's not conceiving of himself as Guru. But the servant, that is, people think Guru is a master position. He sees, and I'm serving the disciples, the way the pujari serves the fruit, cleansing it and making it fit to be offered to the deity. The guru's cleansing the disciple through his instructions, making him fit for higher service. So everything he did was 
perfect and revolutionary and everything we have is from Him. Our mantras, people, they want to say, well, what about the Nityananda line, this line, you know, our line is from, you know, Saraswati Thakur. So I grew up and said, Chaitanya Saraswat Mat. From Mahaprabhu to Saraswati Thakur. Mahaprabhu, they also changed the mantras. Right? Saraswati Thakur, everything we have really comes from Him. And happily so. And to this day, there's, there's, in the world, there's only two groups. Those who are for Saraswati Thakur and those who are against Him. And, and those who are against, they're also, He's the only one of significance. They're not, no one else is even in the, the mix. Right? There are people, if they want to say anything, again, he's the only person they can uh, try to, uh, what do you say, um, assail. But they can't. Gurumar said he was like Muhammad Ali. <laughs> he used that as, because Muhammad Ali, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> he used to say, I'm the greatest. And he would challenge anyone, say, no one can defeat me. So he's saying, in a similar way, not saying he's the greatest, he's saying, our Guru Varga is the greatest. He said, like in the Maidan, a wrestler used to go in the Maidan and chat, anyone can defeat me? So he said, in that way, saying, I will prove to you that the wealth of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, there's nothing superior to this. And the Lion of Mahaprabhu, in that way, he said, like, Muhammad Ali. So... <coughs> It's like a butterfly, stay like <laughs> <laughs> no. So Srila Saraswati Thakur, when he went to Vrindavan uh, and the uh, Rukta base, the red dress, they challenged him saying, Oh, it says here in Chaitanya Charitamritam, from none the less than Sanatana Goswami, this is not fit dress for a Vaishnava. Then what do you say? Chaitanya Charitamrita, Sanatana Goswami. Guru Maharaj's argument, he's saying it was about Napoleon. That's where, this is Guru Maharaj's argument. He said, the general of the army, he'll see, uh, be up to date on what is the proper strategy and weaponry to use to begin the campaign. So Saraswati Thakur saw in this world how much they revere this and that Rup and Sanatan, the Goshamis, in their white, their Pujala Raghavat, Gauravabhange, Matala Sarujana, Bishayarangi, they're worshipable to us. So from the highest aspect of Varnashram, Sannyasa Varnashram, in service to the Raghavat, we'll take a lower, always one step below, removed, in a safe position. From that position, we'll serve the Raghavat of Rupa and Sanatana. Mm. But, but Guru Maharaj said, like, but that making a decision like that is a Napoleonic decision. When uh, the Austro-Hungarian Empire being defeated by Napoleon and the king calls his generals to find out what the problem is and they say, there's this new general on the other side and he doesn't know how to fight properly. That's why we're we're losing because he doesn't know how to fight properly. <laughs> because Napo previously they would attack the weakest point. Napoleon's strategy was attack them in their strongest point, and the whole thing will topple. 
That's the line of Saraswati Thakur. Guru Maharaj said in comparison, Bhakti Vinod was pointing in a safer direction. Right? But Saraswati Thakur was saying, no, leap, jump, Sarvadharmam Paritraja, take the risk, come to me now, give up everything and come, join my campaign. That's the mood of Saraswati Thakur. Saying, there's some risk <laughs> involved in uh, coming in connection with Krishna consciousness. And it's worth the risk. That's tasye vahe tu prayate tu kovido na labhite ramatam ubaryada the Bhagavatam sloka Narada Tadiyas. That's how Gromars translates his sloka. Take the risk! <laughs> It says, try for that one thing, Brahmatamubhari, that you won't get having wandered the length and breadth of the universe. That's Saraswati Thakur's uh, mood. And just in light of Srila Gurudev being here and his appearance day, I just heard Guru saying how after he came here and they sent his family, how much Saraswati Thakur would have been pleased to see this. That they send the family and they come with, you know, Vedanta, Tirtha Pandit, you know, and they have a whole group and everything. Not Tirtha Maharaj, but... And, <laughs> and they're going to take him back to the village. And then Guru, the bars on the... When the, Gurudev holds on, the, and they're like... <laughs> they're going like that. And Gurudev's holding on. And then a Gowala came in and said, Don't force! Don't force! That's not right. Let him decide. And you know, said, if he wants to go, we'll let him go. But don't try and force him to go. <laughs> so with that sort of, you know, pranipat, uh, finished with this world, the one-way ticket, never to return. That's what Saraswati Thakur appreciated. It's on the basis of that mood and that spirit that this movement uh, spread everywhere, people willing to take the risk. That is yagya, to put oneself on the sacrificial altar. That's what Guru Maharaj said the meaning of the yagya is, to offer yourself into the fire of self-sacrifice. And that's the call of Saraswati Thakur, and we're all the beneficiaries of those who answer his divine call. Shri Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, Tiruvah Mahamahotra Titi Ji Dai, Vaigopriminandi.